Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold podcast. Chris and Alan will be sharing unique and raw insight on what it takes to succeed. Both hosts are authors and businessmen and have been mentoring and consulting for their clients for over 50 years with their combined knowledge. So without further ado, we have an exciting show for you today. Let's get started. Hi, it's Christopher Cumby with Think Bold, Be Bold with my awesome co-host, my only co-host, Alan Witch. Alan. Hey, there. Chris. How's it going? Hey, I I'm am doing, here. I'm doing really well. Uh, thanks. Thanks for asking. And you know, we have a great guest today and a great topic. In fact, it's has so many misconceptions around it. And I can't wait for our expert and she certainly is an expert so you have to listen in here and you know get out your journals make some notes and make sure most of all that you really start to you know understand this and make sure when you do understand it share what it's all about i'm going to give you the uh, alan you the unique pleasure to bring our guest today because um, I can't wait to just get into this and talk about it. And uh, it's something near and dear to my heart. I've been doing it for a long time. We always do it. And that's one thing that I know you're going to learn today uh, about what the topic is. And, and I'm trying not to give it away. So why don't we just get into it, Alan, and uh, you can uh, introduce uh, our, our awesome guest. Thanks, Chris. Well said. You know, there's a – you're right. We are in this 24-7 and that's what I like about the whole topic. Uh, but I met this young lady uh, not through this topic. I actually met her. Uh, we are both co-authors in a book series called The Change through Jim Britton and Jim Lutz. And uh, we had the privilege of uh, doing a little bit of communication back and forth. And one thing led to another. We talked a little bit, understood what was happening in each other's lives and said, we should try to do something together, collaborate in some way, shape, or form. And so we've been putting some things together on the side and talking about that. But as I learn more about uh, this young lady, uh, she's really in a really unique place in her life. And the topics that she talks about, her expertise, is in NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I think there's a uh, a mindset and a picture people have in their mind of exactly what this is. And I would venture to say that most people do not have an accurate conception of what this topic is and what it really is doing for them unconsciously right now. And we're talking about uh, exactly how to live your life, what it really means to grab on, to let go. Um, there's even some things like timeline therapy that I really want um, uh this young gal to get into, uh, I think it's fantastic. I think it's going to be very educational. I think it's going to be very helpful. So without further ado, this young woman uh, was born in Greece and now hails in Kuala Lumpur. And let's just say it's 3 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, you know, where I'm at. And I know, Chris, where you're at, Central Time, it's 5 o'clock. And for this young woman, Eleni Sarantoni is in uh, Kuala Lumpur and it's 7 a.m., so I love the fact that we're using this technology to be able to communicate, even though some of us are waiting for dinner and some of us are having breakfast. <laughs> so without further ado, Eleni, welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold show. Eleni's in the house. I love it. Well, what can I say after such an intro? Thank you very much for having me. I was looking forward to this. I mean, spending time with you guys is, is just awesome. 
Thank you very much. So, yeah, here I am, and it is 7 a.m., and, well, you know, you, you definitely uh, gave me lots of energy already to start the day. <laughs> good, good. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a fantastic day after our little chat. Uh, I am Greek, and I do live in Malaysia, and um, it was actually, I am, I, I was raised in Greece, and I did move because of my Dutch husband, I moved to Holland in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam, uh, around 27. I love that so place. So basically, oh, I love it too. Thank you. Uh, I love all the places I've been. <laughs> I've been extremely lucky in my life. So, and it really resonated with that vision I had for myself, going around the world, living in different places, learning about different cultures, expanding all kinds of dimensions I might have in, inside me. So, uh, in my adult life, let's say, um, I went to Amsterdam and it, it just gave me that freedom. So, I carried all the, the beauty of Greece inside me. Obviously, I'm 100% Greek. I, I feel very Greek. I'm very proud to be Greek. And then, off uh, I went to Amsterdam. I found a completely different way of living, which I combined with what I already had inside me. So, um, in Amsterdam... Uh, it, I, I didn't speak the language at the beginning, so I had to change career. I had studied economics. I was in uh, marketing and finance, and then I just had to find something else to do. And I, uh, it, it was exactly back in the 90s where IT, Stephen Jobs, uh, Bill Gates, you know, really were superstars, as they are today, by the way. And I got into IT for 10 years, and I had a fabulous career. And I traveled the world, which is what I wanted. I was very happy with my life. And I, I was having dinner. I was preparing dinner one day. And then this friend of mine came to visit. And she had the brochure. And she told me, have you heard about coaching? And I was like, uh, what is coaching? <laughs> yeah, I mean, football or whatever. <laughs> and she said, no, 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 it's completely different. I, 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 I was, I listened to this guy for an hour and, and it was really great. Maybe you should try it. And I remember I was preparing spaghetti and at that moment I had two parts of myself. One saying, oh, come on. I mean, I've always taken good care of myself and I know how to find solutions. I don't need a, a guy or anybody to tell me how to think or what to do with my life. And exactly as it happens, at the same time, I had that other part saying, well, what is that? I would like to try. And hmm. so I just gave that polite smile to my friend. And then she left. And just before she, you know, the, the door closes, she said, I, I'm just going to leave that brochure there, just in case you want to take a look. And of course, I took a look. And... Um, I could have a free session with someone and I called and then on the phone for the first time, guess what? I get questions I had never asked myself. I'm like, huh, that is interesting because I ask myself a lot of questions. Yet again, I never asked myself these specific questions and I had to think. Hmm. And then... The guy, the nice gentleman, asked me, could you just make a circle and split it in different areas of your life, what is really important to you, and just score it, give it a number? And 
I just created that circle and I put maybe the obvious choices like health and relationships and wealth. And then I just put fun. And then, oh, oh oops, another a fun. And I ended up with 23 areas of fun. <laughs> and I look at it and the gentleman was like, what is that? Isn't that the same thing? No, no, <laughs> I can have fun on my own playing chess. And that is fun with my girlfriends. And that is fun with um, my husband. And that is fun sporting. And that is fun doing crazy things with my friends. And it scored pretty low. And I was, oh my God, there's something here to explore. So that was really how it all started. What a great entry uh, great to entry. our show, and I, and I really appreciate that, you know, because I was locked in, and I don't know about you, Alan, but, um, you know, I heard some really great stuff, and, and the fact is, you were forced to think, and I was. listen, anybody listening today and tomorrow, or, you know, when this podcast um, and show gets uh, released, you know, later on, and, and so forth, what I want you know, everybody to really do at this point is, is think this is important. And, you know, this subject that we're going to talk about today, NLP hypnosis and, and understanding the hypnotic rhythm of life. And the fact that we've got an expert in this area for one who was forced to think about things and which led her down a path and where she is now. And she's a coach um, now, you're part of the Change series. Have you written a book uh, on your own, Eleni, at, at any point, or you got any thoughts about it, you know, a book uh, on your own? Well, thank you for asking this, because it's a, it's a very prominent chapter in my life right now. I have written a book uh, two years ago, which is about to uh, get published in a couple of months. Awesome. So I'm very excited. Fantastic. Perception Projection. Perception Projection is a title, which is a very NLP title as it is a foundation, one of the foundations of neurolinguistic programming. And it's, um, it's a corporate book, mainly. It is for everyone. And yet again, it started as a corporate book. And, well, basically in that book, I'm explaining how personal and professional lives are much closer than anybody initially thought. And I'm uh, all about not leaving our emotions or who we truly are once we enter the office or our business environment. And instead of leaving them outside the door, basically managing them, learning how to manage them, how to know about them, be aware of them, be proud of them, and, and connecting deeper levels. So we do get that rapport easier. Awesome. And, you know, I, I know it. You know, my co-host Alan is itching to ask some really good questions, but I have to, I, I have to ask you, you know, this one, or you know, better yet, I want to give a quote, and then I want you. Um, well, I'll ask you the question right after. Napoleon Hill wisely said, "Any impulse of thought that the mind repeats over and over through habit forms an organized rhythm." Now, I know you're a fan of NLP, um, Napoleon Hill for one and, and obviously NLP, um, but I just want you to take a moment while we're on the subject and we've got some good background. Uh, can you tell us, first of all, just to clear up any misconceptions, 
what hypnosis and NLP really is. And, you know, I'm going to let you take the floor. Sure. And I'll answer again with a story. Um, so I did uh, have a, a course on coaching and I did become a coach. And once you become a coach, it's very, very soon that you run into NLP. And, I mean, only the, the name, NLP, it, it doesn't really mean a lot. <laughs> I have to, you know, to to mention that. And that's sometimes the shame that it doesn't reach the, the big crowds because of the name. So what is NLP? Um, when I went the first day to the NLP practitioner, which is basically the first entry as a course, NLP practitioner, I just knew that something amazing would happen, and it did. Um, I was absolutely unaware, completely blank. I had no clue that in our mind we have the conscious and the unconscious. I had heard about the unconscious because of Freud and all that, yet it wasn't really in my reality, in my world, how big the impact is if you know what the unconscious is and what it can do mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. So there I was the very first day, and I was stunned. And I was just, at the beginning, I was really beating myself up. How is it that I learned about mathematics? I studied so hard, English, languages, history, geography, which I love, everything. And how come nobody told me when I was seven or ten about the power of the mind and what it can do for me? Mm -hmm. So there I was, and somebody made this circle, and they said, guess what percentage, more or less, the conscious is and the unconscious. And everybody was betting, like, I don't know, 30, 70, 50, 50. And as we know it nowadays, even you know, from the most conservative neuroscientists to the most liberal, they will say that the difference is between 85 to 95 are unconscious. And of course it was a shock. And it was, you know, not such a nice shock for the first minute. And then it was an amazing shock after that because I realized that I'm, a, as I believe for everyone, I'm a nice person doing my best and then coming into situations unforeseen, uh, call it disease or bankruptcy or separation or, you know, everyday problems that um, we never really anticipated despite our hard work and good intentions. And I was like, how is that possible? I try so hard. And then I had my answer. So the unconscious, inside the unconscious, the most important thing, and there are plenty, of course, uh, are our beliefs. And the statements we run, as you beautifully said, again and again and again and again. And this is basically what we're creating. And my book, Perception Projection, is all about that. It's what we perceive and what we have inside our head, our model of the world. We basically go ahead and project it to everyone and every situation outside of us. And what I'm also extremely happy and blessed and so grateful is that I live in an era where neuroscience has taken off mm -hmm. to the degree that it is said in the last five years, the progress they made is equal to the last 5,000 years in the 
domain of the brain it's just amazing what the brain is it, it's just phenomenal and to be able to experience this and basically be part of spreading the message it, it's a fantastic opportunity so yes in short going back to your question uh, hypnosis nlp they're all about opening that unconscious like i don't know a nice vessel and looking inside and first you have to look inside what is it I say to myself every day, what is it I ask myself every day? What is it I'm beating myself up with every day? And then see the source, like was it my dad, was it my mom, my ancestors, my culture, where, where, where is the source? And then does it work for me? Does it move me forward? Is it something I believe? And the metaphor I use, and it, it really resonates with me because of course I come also from IT, is I remember when I started with information technology back in the 90s, I was fascinated with Macintosh. And I bought that first Macintosh. I don't know if you have seen it. It's so cute. The very first one Stephen Jobs released. And I still have it in Amsterdam in our storeroom, hoping that uh, it will make me billions one day. <laughs> uh, it's, really, it's so cute. I don't even know if I, I want to give it away. It's really beautiful. Oh, you should keep it. And, yeah. Yes, I think so. And it gives me inspiration all these years to begin with. And then imagine that we are now in 2016, completely different period. I mean, yes, it's so beautiful. It gave me so much inspiration. It still does. And can I use it right now in the world we're in? Absolutely not. I, the brain equally needs to be upgraded. Of course, I want the latest Apple. Of course, I want to really upgrade every single application and have the latest of the latest to, to just be able to, to be in sync with my world. So how can I ever keep a brain that for 90 or 80 or 70%, it doesn't even matter, it's a very big percentage. How can I operate nowadays with a system, with a software inside my head that is 30 or 40 mm -hmm. years um, uh, 30, 40 years back was created. It doesn't make sense. That, that is a great way to explain it. So I, I appreciate that, um, you know, from that perspective and, you know, the upgrade, if you want to call it, because I, I think that's exactly what happens. And, you know, going through it myself and being part of that and, and understanding that, you know, again, you know, things that you've created in your mind now can be un uncreated as well. I mean, habits can be broken and, you know, new ones could be uh, created. And I, I just love the fact that, you know, people, if they understand it, can get help from people like yourself. So thanks for clearing that up and, and you know, helping people understand it a little deeper. Now, uh, we're going to obviously move on and, and Alan's got a good question for you um you know coming up with the uh, you know again getting back to uh the repetition and things like that and and um you know things become what they call fixed in the mind right and you know again it's it, the unconscious comp incompetence you mentioned when you went into the course where you you had no idea but now once you know what it can do and that's what the show is all about and that's why i'm mm -hmm. so excited about this is we're giving you the ability now to have conscious incompetence Competence. about this subject. So, Alan, take it away. Yeah, oh, perfect, perfect segue, Chris. Thank you very much. Alani, great job in explaining what this is. And you've talked a lot about uh, questions. 
and and not asking yourself necessarily uh, the questions that uh, you ask now because you, well you don't know what you don't know right well Tony Robbins has a really good quote and I want to read it he says quality questions create a quality life successful people ask better questions and as a result they get better answers so from that perspective and if you'll if you'll allow me. What I'd like to do is um, do a little, tiny bit of role play here. Let's say that I am a new client of yours, okay? I am somebody that knows, like you did, that now I need to change where I'm at. I don't necessarily like my results. I know I have to do a few things. I kind of understand the NLP and what it really means, but... I am now your student, I am in front of you, and I have compensated you for your time, and now what kind of nuggets, what would be the first kind of things, without giving too much away, what would be some of the first things that you would tell me uh, to practice and do as a new person to NLP? Thank you very much for that. Um, the question that always comes as first for me is, what do you want? And I'm just going to keep it very simple. What also happens is we often focus on what we don't want and then we give that power. And as you said, because of the repetition, and that's the mechanism, one of the many mechanisms of the unconscious, whatever we repeat basically is what we're going to get. So if you say, I don't want stress, I don't want stress, what happens, the unconscious just hears stress. Oh, and it's mm -hmm. like a captain and the crew. So the crew says, did, did he say did he say stress? Okay, come on, guys. We need more stress. So we, the unconscious doesn't process negatives. I mean, only that can change your life right there. Because many times when I talk to people, say, Elaine, I don't know what you're going to do, but please help me because I don't want to fight. I don't want to have these issues. I don't want to have this conflict. And I'm like, well, you're going to get exactly that just because you're phrasing it inside your head and outside your head in that way. Simple mechanics of the unconscious. So what do you want? And state it in the positive. Just say what you want. That would be my number one. The number two, and thank you, because I'm very much about questions, uh, Alan. It's really, as Tony says always, in the question, to the degree that if I could give a tip to everyone who's listening today, would be, you have something that really is heavy in your heart or an issue that you think, oh my God, I exhausted all possible um, solutions and nothing works well just put the question write it down and put it opposite your bed and let the unconscious take over because it's in the question the more powerful the question and the simpler and the cleaner the question the unconscious knows what to do you're going to wake up and you're going to have completely new inspiration just like that Amazing. That little that little snippet right there. Right. Is gonna change thousands of lives from those watching listening to this show. For sure. I totally believe that with hundred percent of my heart. That's exactly what this is all about. And people actually have to act on it. I've got a quick question, um, if I may. <laughs> of you know, course. You're an expert in this area <laughs> and um People have things that are blocking them that they may not know about. What's your take on that? And, and you give, give us an idea on how uh, perhaps either they identify, because a lot of people just don't know they have blocks. 
you know, for me, because I went to NLP and I understand and, you know, I work through some things and I, you know, I'm looking and I know you deal in timeline therapy. Um, mm-hmm. So there's things that have happened to us that we, we, may, we may not even remember in our lifetime, especially, you know, at my age now, um, there's things that happened, you know, perhaps that I buried. Um, can you give us a little bit of insight to that? Because I always found that interesting that when I found out what was blocking me, I was able to just like completely crush it or over, you know, just go right around it or over top of it or whatever you want to call it. But I, you know, from your perspective, I'd love to hear so the audience can understand, you know, some of the things that they might be sitting there thinking about or might maybe not even know that's going on in their life that you can, you know, shed some light on. Thank you. What happens is if we see the unconscious as, and as every neuroscientist nowadays uh, says, um, five oceans together, it's huge. It's, the brain is bigger than the galaxy or let's say more complicated than the galaxy. It's huge. It's immense. So to, to begin answering your question, I just want to state that everybody's blocked. And everybody will remain blocked until we close our eyes and, and go to, I don't know, to the next stage, whatever that is. So it's not like, oh, okay, now I'm unblocked. The thing is, it's an ongoing process forever. And yet, once we remove small blocks, bigger blocks, whatever, already we see the difference. And the, the job to be done is huge, which brings me to the fact that when I hear people saying, ah, oh, well, you know, these things are not for me, I'm okay. Great. Fantastic. As long as you know that you have five oceans working right now, like as we know them, creating things you have absolutely no idea and taking the responsibility and the risk that, you know, whatever happens, happens. And you have no idea what they are cooking, these five oceans. So raising awareness and trying to understand, it helps. It just helps. Digging in there and understanding about emotions, uh, what we call nowadays, uh, really, it's all about self-awareness. It's everything because it puts you much more into control. Not the, the negative control, the dominant control. No, understanding. It's like standing in front of a child, crying his or her eyes out and don't know, not knowing what to do. Isn't it better to really know what is going in their heart? So how can we take the risk not to know what is happening inside us. If you really mean to do well, and I believe that for everyone in the world, because everyone is intelligent, everyone has potential, everybody has talents to share. What about unlocking, as you said, all these blocks or whatever we can unblock in our lifetime and just be more? To me, it's just pure mathematics. Simple as that. So, Coming back to uh, hypnosis and timeline therapy, to touch on that, timeline therapy is about releasing negative emotions. And we have a lot of negative emotions as we have a lot of positive emotions. It's about releasing the negative ones. And it really focuses also, which was also a great way for me to, to capture it, on the five main ones, which are anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. And there's a way and and a reason how they're released and why they're in this order. So to release these five ones 
and what is it we're releasing? We're not releasing our ability to feel them. Absolutely not. We're just making them first our friends in the sense that we are acknowledging them. Being angry is not the issue. Being angry is a gift to be able to actually express anger, express our fear, our hurt. What happens though is that because most of us, because of our education, we were told, don't be angry, you have everything. What are you complaining about? Oh, come on, don't be afraid. It's nothing. It's just a needle. And since we're very small, when you hear this thousands of times a year, and for all the right reasons, I mean, our parents do a great job because they need to do that as well. They need to really keep us calm. Yet it goes to such an extreme in a way because of lack of awareness that people cannot, children cannot really get angry because they're going to be told off. And that teaches us and puts an internal strategy inside our head that when you feel anger, just swallow it. The thing is, when you swallow it, it doesn't go away. It just goes on cell level and it builds up. And what timeline therapy does, especially for the ones <clears throat> like ourselves that above uh, 30 or 25, <laughs> uh, what it does is... Nice way of saying that. It reaches a stage that these cells are suffering and are suffocating. And like, hello, I can't just keep that anger for you. So what we're releasing with timeline therapy, and emotion code, by the way, it's not our ability to be angry after that or be fearful or be hurt because you want that. You need to have that ability and therefore to be able to express it. It's, it's releasing negative emotions that have been really locked, as you said, for years and decades and really take away the, the zest of life and our health. Hypnosis is going a little bit back to the repetition it's, it's, it, to me, it's the number one subject to be taught in elementary school. I use hypnotic scripts, very sweet and positive and benign to my children, and they have taken the hang of it, and they write their own scripts. They're 10 and 9. I love it. And I say, Mom, mm -hmm. could you just, you know, I, I just wrote this little script of two paragraphs. Could you just take a look to make sure that everything is positive and global and I don't run into like, and I said, guys, you're experts because you're more unconscious than I am. If you say, oh, I just want to know how to deal with my friends tomorrow and I just want to be the best I can be and uh, you're thankful and you think uh, about your body and your mind and your future and your present and, and your ancestors and whatever and you just write from your heart, well, there you go. And of course, I always take a look and every single time it's just spot on beautiful things that they fill their mind instead of just staying late night in front of the television and yeah maybe having a repetition of guns and violence and and whatever is on the television at that moment you're amazing i'm gonna send my yeah. four kids your way how about that yeah. <laughs> I, I do a lot of things and thank you also i mean i erased it and you're continuing it uh, i believe the next generation and you already started this year with another fellow uh, Master NLP coach, uh, Simonetta Roma, what do we call the confidence boosters? Right. That are uh, two-day workshops about building confidence, public speaking, presenting, 
goal setting, values, what do I want, language, we're coming back to the questions, how do I go about questioning, how do I go about expressing what I feel in a, a very nice, um, productive way. That's amazing. That will make me connect more. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I've got, I've got a couple of questions for you, but before that, I want to stick my neck out and probably stick out Chris's neck too. Um, sorry, Chris. <laughs> all good. I think this is going to be great. We, we, we can all agree that not only is this an important factor in our life, but it's an important factor to teach, especially to the kids in our lives, right? For sure. We have a section of our um, of our uh, cast here and of our movement of Think Bold, Be Bold that has to do with kids. And we want to be able to take this concept and the uh, attributes, not only of all the guests and the things that they bring and the value that they touch on, but actually talk about training our kids and educating our kids and conditioning our kids. And part of that is that we're going to have a kid's program and a kid's book. With that said, with that said, would you be willing to be a part of that movement with us? And whatever that ends up, we don't know exactly what it looks like yet, but would you be a part of that with us? She's shaking, oh, yes. she's shaking oh, her head yes. yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. And I have a huge mind. Absolutely. Count me about, you know, I'm in. That's, I'm uh, in. you know, that, and, and Alan, you could have stretched my neck out way out, way out on that because I, I had a feeling you were going there just because we were talking about kids and, yeah. you know, being a father and, um, you know, everybody on the line has a, you know, a child or a couple I happen to have four, so it's you know near and dear to my heart, and 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 it's something that I think as leaders in their lives and early on in their years, mm-hmm. it's important for us to uh, provide them every skill possible, so that they can live a balanced and and positive life. Um, let me ask you a question, and and I know Alan's got another one for you, so we'll get right back to that, but. You brought up something important, and I, and I want to revisit something just really quickly. Are our minds more accessible to negative situations or um, impulses than uh, positive ones? Or is that just a misconception because we have a lot of negative media uh, that happens in the world? Give us, a, give us a, your insight on that because I, I just want to clear it up and I want to know. Um, you know what? What the answer to that is? Well, I'm all fired up all over again with that question. <laughs> uh, I will give you just that my insight, and I have thought about it in many, many, many ways, and many, 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 many times every day. I think, and you know, I'm Greek, right? We like Greek tragedies, so we like drama. <laughs> uh, so drama sells. Uh, mm-hmm. and that's what the television and all the media are about. Uh, the, the media, as soon as there is anything, it's breaking news. I mean, whenever I, I, I watch and I don't watch that often, it's breaking news. And sometimes I wonder if it really is breaking news. <laughs> yes, there are a lot of disasters going on <laughs> every day all over the world, and that hasn't changed. I think my idea is that it was always the case. Sure. What happens and the difference right now is that because of the globalization, of course, we get to hear about every single tragedy in in a second after it has happened. 
And that's, in a way, it's a good thing because we are even more aware of what is going on. Fine. Where I'm coming from is exactly what you said. What about giving priority to the amazing things that happen every second around us all over the world? And it really is a matter of choice. It really is a matter of how each one of us trains their brain. Because you can have a lot of emotion because of the positive things that happen. So also, and I'm bringing another element here because I'm all about feedback, receiving and giving feedback in a regular way, in personal life and professional life, in business. When basically somebody irritates us, it's then when we remember to go to them and say, you know what, I've had it. And that's when the emotion erupts and like, ah, and it's really, it becomes a big thing. I don't necessarily hear people in their everyday lives going like, oh my God. Well, maybe in America it does happen more <laughs> than in Europe. I don't know. Every society is different. But like wake up in the morning and say like, oh, wow, that was amazing what you did because of that and that reason. And, and really getting all worked up about the, the possibilities of the day or what they're looking forward to, to, to doing during the day and just bringing that emotion. And that is something that Tony Robbins, that is one of definitely my mentors and I adore him, is he's talking about always emotion and motion go together. Right. So if you give a nice compliment to somebody and say, oh, okay, that was good, that, that was great. There's no emotion. It's not going to register to their neurology or yours. So what's the point? Whereas if you say, you know what, I've had it. I'm repeating again myself. Well, that brings emotion. So guess what? The crew, remember the captain and the crew, the crew mm -hmm. being the unconscious, will say, where do we get the most emotion? Hmm. Oh, the negative. To them, it's not the negative. It's just a scenario. And that's what happens with children. So if the child falls down and a parent goes crazy, oh my God, did something happen to you? Oh, did you scratch yourself? And, and the child sees a reaction, an emotion from the parent in that scenario, the child cannot really distinguish the difference, negative, positive, or uh, mm -hmm. resourceful, or unresourceful, or whatever. They just True. know they get attention, which we all know that attention basically is when you make a lot of noise. And that's what we all follow. So what about us taking more responsibility when we understand the mechanics better of how our brain works and we carry it? I mean, sometimes this, I think it's fascinating. It's the one thing that is with us every single second. It's not like mm -hmm. I had to go and find out about servers and networks and, and get manuals to learn that. But then I was going home and I didn't have the server with me or the Macintosh or whatever. <laughs> the brain is with us. So as soon as you read anything, you can practice it immediately and test for yourself. Does it work or not? Wow. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you said something, uh, you know, about, uh, you know, getting up in the morning and, and uh, you know, just being super positive. Um, I've implemented something at my home and, and you know, for everybody listening, uh, you know, on the, on the call, I took a dry erase marker and we have bathrooms in, in the kids' rooms and everything else. And I, and I just wrote something like something amazing is going to happen today and get them fired up when they read it. Um, to create that emotion. So, you know, there's things we can do for our family, our, our, you know, our loved ones and our friends. And, you know, this show, by the way, 
I wanted to go on for, we could probably do a, a, a complete webinar here for two well, hours. And we probably should. And we probably should. And, and Eleni, mm -hmm. I just want to put it out there. You have to come back. Um, it's a direct invite. And uh, we have to, you know, expand on this. Wherever we end up, you know, I know there's much more. And uh, we're just scratching the surface on some of the things that you're sharing right now. But wow, you're, uh, you're incredible, amazing. And that's all I want to say at this point. Alan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, Chris, I can, I totally reiterate what your, uh, your compliment there. And, uh, uh, Elena, it is amazing. Not only what you're saying, but it's how you're saying it. Right. And I'm resonating. I'm trying, we've got a little video. We can all three see each other here, but as you're talking, I'm trying not to look at you because I, but because I can, I can feel the emotion in your voice without having to look at you. And then, of course, when I do look at you, when it's eyeball to eyeball, then it just accentuates that. So that's fantastic. And so the way you present is great. And uh, I, I have so many questions that I, that I want to ask you. Um, but I've got to whittle them down here, too. Uh, I want to piggyback off something that Chris talked about. We all know that subconscious minds, at least we can agree to that today, and I think that everybody listening will agree to that, controls a good portion of, of our daily physical activity, should we choose to believe it or not. With that being said, and with the choices that we have as to what we listen to, what we actively can tune out and not tune out, can we control at all the speed at which social media and technology bombards us with the negativity that Chris knocked about, talked about? Because we can control whether or not what we do with it when we hear it, but will our subconscious mind really, even if we're consciously trying to avoid these things and avoid the negativity, the speed at which they come at us is, is, is unfathomable these days. Can we actually control that consciously, or are we going to have to just more train our subconscious mind to block that out? That's a, an absolutely fantastic question. And that's and that is the question. <laughs> and to what degree? <laughs> um, I believe, for at least, I, I'm a little bit uh, uh, radical in the sense. Once I I see what works, I just follow that. Like uh, I took from my parents a lot of discipline in my life. I, it was given to me. It's one of these amazing things that was just handed to me by my parents. So once I'm convinced that that is not good for my body or my brain. I just do everything in my power gradually, step by step, because you can only take one step at a time, one step at a time, to the direction that basically I'm just going to, to walk away from it and go towards where I want to be. So I think definitely not being open to that is, is key. So why would I put myself in a situation watching two hours horror movies just to challenge my unconscious? You know what? But mm -hmm. can you actually um, ignore it? I'm just going to expose you to it, but you're just going to have uh, no influence from it or any impact from it whatsoever. doesn't make sense because my unconscious is going to be like, what's your problem? I mean, I'm here to do anything you want me to do. But if you tell me two hours watch horror, I get horror inside my head. 
Mm-hmm. And you don't know exactly because we're talking about the five oceans and the galaxies and all that. It's so huge. You don't know how the crew, how the unconscious will interpret whatever it's uh, watching or whatever it's looking at. And one very big thing about the unconscious is that it really acts on symbolism. And symbolism be- symbols being anything from television, you know, uh, visual, sounds, people, situations, environments. So when actually I get new clients uh, to coach or I'm also into feng shui, uh, energies, I mean, now it's also the era of quantum, I very often ask them to invite me to their house. And I take a look. I'm like, go, let's go together from room to room and look at what you're looking at every day. People call me and say, oh, Eleni, I'm single for 10 years. I don't know where to find love. I'm like, great. What do you have on the walls in your bedroom, in your house? Mm-hmm. And I bet mm-hmm. 99% of the times there is nothing or there are flowers. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's so easy to really picture or create the environment that because the unconscious cannot really distinguish between reality and imagination, it's the same thing. So you will bring so much faster what you want if you give it, Hmm. you know, with your senses Mm -hmm. to your unconscious. That's how it works. So it's like the question is, okay, Eleni, if I want to make coffee, if I put in tea, Will it still work? <laughs> well, mm, yeah, well, it, 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 there is some caffeine in the tea and we can mix it, but why make it complicated? I mean, just surround yourself more with what you want. And then if you watch a horror movie, of course you can, but when your house and your life in a big way for 90%, it's beautifully um, embellished or surrounded but what by what you want, then... The rest, if it's 5-10%, of course I watch horror movies or violence or, or action movies. I'm not going to miss a nice Tom Cruise movie. Absolutely not. But I just make sure <laughs> I top it up with more positivity on that day. Yeah. You know I what I mean? It. I love yeah. it. And, and you're, yeah. you're, you're talking about something, you know, when it comes to environment. And listen, that's what shapes us, uh, you know, from our social heredity and our environment and our social settings and you control what you have at home and i love what you said just put it up on the wall watch yeah. it and look at it and see it and you know if you can you know taste it and, and get in it and smell it all the better you know from a dream building standpoint and and what a fantastic listen you're i mean i can go on for uh, a long time here we're uh, we're getting close to the end but not yeah. quite there we're not quite uh, there yet you but... know but we're we're going to get eleni back because uh, this is amazing stuff and you know for everybody listening you know take notes and uh, we'll make sure we give advance notice for everybody when she does come back and uh, we'll touch on some of these things again. In fact, I have a couple of other ideas we're going to do with Eleni and, uh, and really dive into, um, you know, maybe even a course. Let's do a course Absolutely. online, Eleni, yep. uh, around this subject and, and let's, get everybody, uh, let's get everybody involved. And um, you heard it here. I just want to ask you a quick question and then uh, I know we top off our, our end of our show uh, with something very important. And, you know, Eleni, who in your life has been a big inspiration for you because your brilliant mind and you're, you know, well-educated, uh, you're very articulate, you're very smart. 
And that comes from places, uh, you know, you know, definitely when we're, we're, we're inspired. So, you know, tell us who inspired you, you know, in your life. I think that'd be a great question. Oh, this is, it is a great question. And thank <laughs> you for, uh, for uh, putting me in, in that position, answering it. I can answer it every day. I'm going to come with a couple of obvious uh, answers. I am deeply grateful for um, my parents. And my mother and my father, they had, uh, as parents do, a, a, an influence on me in both ways. They really gave me, they handed to me a lot of confidence right from the first day I came to this world, a lot of love, and I really inherited a lot of their talents in, in a bigger way in the sense because I was the next generation, I had even more opportunities to, to make something bigger out of them. Both my mother and my father, and this is basically what I wrote also in the Chains uh, mm -hmm. 6 that we did together, Alan, uh, they, they were refugees, they were Greeks uh, from uh, Asia Minor, and they came to Greece when they had to basically uh, run away, which is very current with all the refugees that uh, nowadays, or the, what is happening in the world. So, uh, and they were very talented, and they just, their life basically was destroyed for a while. So, uh, both my grandmothers and my grandfathers, they were phenomenal of what they created out of nothing, out of ashes. And it took a lot of strength and a lot of looking inside to be able to rebuild a life after that. So, I carry that with me and it's a big inspiration every single day. And every single day I thank everyone in my line, let's say, from both sides for me enjoying so much what they basically prepared for me. It was just handed to me. So th that would be, um, yeah, the, the answer, the obvious answer. And the second obvious answer would be every single person I meet in my life. Every single person I've met and every person, I mean, you guys, every single person. My husband, my children, they're my biggest mentors, and every single person I spend time every day, either, as we say, I win something, I gain something from them, or I learn something from them, and they get me to the next stage. So, yeah, I'm, I'm having lots of fun. <laughs> I love it, and, and you're an inspiration, and, and thank you, Mom and Dad, uh, you know, for having Eleni. Very much so. Uh, you, you guys have... Uh, um, you know, if they're here or they're not, I, I mean, you're just a wonderful person and, and thank you for, uh, you know, sharing that, uh, insight to, uh, something personal to you. So, yeah. And if I may interrupt Chris, yes. just, uh, on that one, just to, to be very fair and very balanced because I'm very much into the nice balance, not the made up <laughs> balance. Um, my parents put me equally through many challenges and, and that is what parents do as well. And mm -hmm. that's where it goes. So uh, I don't consider myself fully fortunate or unfortunate, if you will. Understood. It's, it's a whole package. And if you decide to look at it in yeah, as a lesson or as a, just something that is handed to you that works, you know, sure. go for it as a talent. Yeah, either way, it's going to work for you. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Alan, take us away. I don't want this show to end, but no, I don't either. <laughs> uh, you know, take us away on that note, and uh, I'll come back and and um, you know after we're, okay. we're wrapping up. Like you know, in, in in my business practice and in my life, I have three things that I that I coach a lot. 
being humble and transparent and grateful. And I talk about what those really mean and how those apply to your life and how those run and uh, guide you and can protect you. And I have to admit, um, you, you are uh, the epitome of those three words, and I honor you, and I know that Chris does as well, uh, for, what, for who you are. And I'm not just boasting. This, this is coming from the heart. This is a real deal. Uh, you are very much uh, uh, not a walking contradiction to what you say. You are very much in harmony with who you are. And this next question that I have, I mean, you've already answered it uh, 10 times today, but, I have, but I'm going to ask it anyway because I want an 11th one, okay? We have a, a, a couple of things that, uh, that we hold true uh, in what we do on this show, and we always try to leave our listeners with uh, something to really think about, and we call that one bold move. So on behalf of Chris and I and our listeners and, and of all the, the, the tools and the information and the knowledge that you have, what one bold move would you like to leave with our listeners today? Well, one is a little bit limiting, but I'm <laughs> going to give it a shot. <laughs> um, I think, again, it goes back to uh, chain six in the chapter. Uh, uh, of mine in there about the the generations and the gap and closing the gap of generations I think my vision for this I don't know whatever time I have in this world is closing the gap both ways closing the gap with whoever brought me in this world and put me in that position and handing something to my mm -hmm. children that I can still um, be in deep connection with them when they turn 30 and 40 and 50. I just want to be part of the world as it progresses, as it grows. Um, so again, we're going back to beliefs. I just want to make sure I keep my traditions and the thankfulness you mentioned and the gratefulness of what I basically received because all these people, maybe they have passed on uh, or they're old and, and weak in, in body uh, right now, but they, they handed me everything. I just want to keep an eye on what I received from them while at the same time, very balanced again, leaving what doesn't work anymore behind. Sometimes I run into situations, and it's very common, that people are stuck in their lives because they believe if they move on, they will stop honoring their parents mm. how can i become rich or how can i fall in love and do my you know dream reality because my father didn't have a chance and this is very unconscious actually more so than consciously how can i actually be happy when indeed my uh, ancestors uh, suffered and and didn't have a chance a fair chance so People, many times, including myself, we stay in a place somewhere in the middle, suffering just for the sake of suffering and not moving on because of fear or not going to honor the past generations. So it's all about closing that gap and saying, I will honor you always. And now I am different. It's a different era, a different world. And I need new tools, new skills. We're moving forward while I'm always carrying your inspiration. And that's what I want to be as a parent, to really let my children 
trust them, let them create what they need to create because I might be doing the best I can right now. The thing is, the only certainty is they're going to turn 2030 and they're going to have a different path of what I envisioned for them. And that's the beauty and that's okay. And I need to keep an eye of, yes, go ahead and I'm behind you, whatever you choose. I gave you what I received and more of you know, my experiences in life. And now it's really about your world. I cannot possibly imagine how it is to be in your shoes. Wow. wow. Well, I need sure to know you are amazing. And I, and I mean that by every every seven letters in that in that word you're definitely a change agent um to your family to your friends to your circle of influence uh to both chris and i and to our audience thank you so very much hey chris round us out today you know uh, again fantastic show and we can keep going here and uh, we're certainly going to have eleni back because this was just uh, fantastic information thank you for leaving us with that sediment and, you know, that knowledge and something that, you know, I think we can all sit back and think about and ponder. And I want everybody to do that, including, you know, myself after I get off this call and really think about how much wisdom was in what you just said. And I think we can all learn from that. And I thank you very much from the bottom of my heart for being here. Uh, it was an amazing show. Like I said, this is a, you know, an awesome subject. It's something that you said it at the beginning. It's something that we're learning more and more and more about. And I think people need to learn this mm-hmm. now and uh, get your, get, Get, get connect with uh, Eleni. First of all, Eleni, how do people get a hold of you? And uh, I think we need to leave with that. And then I'll, I'll just wrap up the show. Sure. Um, how do they contact you? What's the best place to do that? Uh, phone me, email me. Uh, my company is Life Spheres. And I'm sure you're going to include that somewhere yeah. uh, in, mm-hmm. in the show. So uh, I'm here. I'm here for everyone. I, I deliver uh, open courses, which means the whole world is my client. I work very much with uh, children and boosting their confidence. And I'm very big time in corporate, in businesses, because it's just like the the, the globality of it all. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So it's lifespheres.com. And I'm just going to spell that out for everybody. And uh, L-I-F-E. And it's um, uh, dash, dash, dash. Thank you very much. S-P-E. H E R E S dot com. So lifespheres.com with a dash in the middle between life and spheres. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. You're an awesome individual. And uh, I think you just rocked our show out. And I can't mm-hmm. wait for you to be back. So on that note, uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Alan. Uh, great uh, you know, co host, my only co host. We joke a lot about that, but uh, <laughs> you're you're the best, my friend, and, and great questions, and I, and I think we've got a lot out of this today. Thanks, Chris. If I get the last 20 seconds, uh, I would like to thank you from the <laughs> bottom of my heart. And one of the things that is, is a true bliss is to be with people who create the time and space for you to basically uh, express your best, uh, the message you have. So thank well, you very much. You've, well, you've really done that for me. Well put. And, and you can have all the 20 seconds you ever need. Listen, on that note, everybody, it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs> <laughs>